What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Happening right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, that's where all the magic happens. That's where um, Nico's been le- uh, learning card tricks, and he's going he's gonna to do one for you guys at the end of the show today. It's going to be awesome. I love doing visual gags on a radio show. It really, it really makes everything funnier to me. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if you did a card trick and like you had someone guess their card, but no one could see or tell if we were even doing it right. Right. <laughs> it's the ultimate like prank. I don't know. <laughs> like, this it's is like I'm out here like this is real comedy. It's like a joke no one can get or is even good. <laughs> this is the best stuff. Pure comedy, unfiltered genius. <laughs> so here's the first thing here. Thursday is Thursdays. So usually we talk sports on Thursdays. So let's get that out of the way here at the top of the show. Two o'clock on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, there's a lot going on that I think is worth talking about. Um, but we'll try and keep it, you know, to a reasonable segment here. And then we get into the fun stuff. So the Minnesota Timberwolves recently made a deal to sell, uh, to be sold to Alex Rodriguez and his partner, Mark Lurie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now it doesn't, so all that has to go through, like there's still league agreements and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But the second largest uh, shareholder in the Timberwolves just filed a lawsuit to stop the sale. Ooh, spicy. is because there's no agreement in this cell that keeps the Minnesota Timberwolves from being moved out of Minnesota. Ah, they got a real Minnesotan here. Well, there was, there was, um, I think when this partnership group bought the Timberwolves, it was specifically to keep them in Minnesota uh, because the Semisonics had just left Oakland or Seattle, I mean. And, uh, Sonic the band? The Sonics. I like to call them semi-sonics. Um, they just left Oakland, and they went to Oklahoma City. Ah. And that that seemed like it would never happen. Like, Oakland was in love with the uh, – I keep doing that. Seattle was in love with the Sonics. In love. Yeah, you're right. Semi-sonics is way funnier. Yeah, it is. Um, but so when, it moved, when they moved, every team that, like – really really loved their team all of a sudden they were looking at their owners like their their nba owners like please don't leave and so the group that bought the minnesota owner was like hey listen we're pretty close to probably leaving too like the money's just not working out here the lease agreement we're having trouble like getting a new deal made we want a better stadium blah 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 and so this group that owns it right now bought it to save the Timberwolves staying in Minnesota. Um, and this new deal doesn't have anything about that. That's weird. I always think it's weird when teams move in the first place. Cause like, I understand there's probably like business decisions behind it, but it's so weird. Cause it like completely throws off like your naming conventions. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, well, then like weird stuff happens. My favorite was the NFL where, and I have to think about this cause I get it wrong. Um, the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis. The Cleveland Browns then moved to Baltimore, became the Ravens. Because in between those two moves, the league made up a rule where when the team leaves, they have to change their identity. Um, because the Oilers uh, had to become the Titans when they moved to Tennessee. Right. So Baltimore loses the Colts. They court the Cleveland Browns away from Cleveland. They make them the Baltimore Ravens. There's then an expansion draft in Cleveland, uh, expansion franchise awarded to Cleveland like a decade and a half later. Um, and then that's the Cleveland Browns. But like there was this weird shuffle where the three teams like moved around. Like that's I was- wild. I always think that's fascinating. Um, and, like, the Baltimore Colts moved in the middle of the night, overnight. Like, whoa, 
60 like 60 semi trucks pulled up and were loaded and, and moved like in one night it was like <laughs> why it was like a news story in the whole bit because they had these contentious negotiations going on and like everything was expired but they were still trying to like in good faith keep it together and then I guess the city of Indianapolis like, was like, hey, like, whatever, dude, just come down here to Indianapolis. Basically. And so overnight they did. Nice. Um, okay. So basketball, the playoffs are going on right now. We've talked about this a lot, how the West this year is kind of like really weirdly wide open because Golden State is messed up. Uh, the Lakers, um, they kind of seem to be finding their groove, but they are – the again, they're the seventh seed. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't seem to matter to them. They're playing the two seed, who is the overperforming Phoenix Suns. Phoenix has been terrible forever. As a matter of fact, there were people publicly calling the owner of the Phoenix Suns the worst owner in franchise sports as recently as this offseason. Whoa. But Chris Paul comes to town to. They have some of the best young talent in the league in Phoenix. And there are people on TV who say things like, I feel bad for Devin Booker because he's on the Phoenix Suns. Well, now they're good. Well, now apparently. they're good. So what happened is they traded for Chris for Chris Paul. Chris Paul, the last three cities he's played in, Houston, Oklahoma City last year, this year Phoenix, have all been playoff and quality teams uh, when he's there. He's been bringing been, life into these franchises. He's been far better than advertised. And, you know, the story was he's old. Well, he's going out there and he's giving it. And he's showing and he's teaching along the way. He's showing these players how to be right. good there's, players. There's a, there's a benefit in, in real veterans that are, like, are going to help your team. Plus, he's not afraid to take some big shots. And there was a big shot late in the season. There was a game, I think, where – Basically, they win and they're the two seed, or they win and they lock up the playoffs. And with something like three seconds to go, he shoots just this massive, just deep two point jumper to seal the win. And uh, you're reminded that Chris Paul is one of the greats. Um, however, being the two seed means they're playing the Lakers opening round. Nice. Uh, they did win game one. It's good. However, yeah. Good the job, Lakers guys. did steal game two. Uh, and when you're playing NBA playoff basketball, all you need to do is win one game on the road to really, quote-unquote, stay on schedule. Because it's a seven-game series. If you're the low seed, three at your house, four their house. So if you win one of their games, all you have to do is protect home court after that. Right. So now Phoenix is on the ropes. Also, Utah, who is the one seed, they lost um, their opening game against the eight seed Grizzlies, who knocked out the Golden State Warriors in the play-in tournament. And so the one and the two seed already both have a loss in the playoffs. It's kind of an interesting... Again, this year is wide open. Who comes out of the West is, is... kind of anyone's guess and then also the east doesn't if you if you look past brooklyn if for some reason brooklyn were to lose a series and I don't, i'm not i don't think that will happen there be there's no telling who would be the champion like there aren't any other favorites wow i think this is the first time in like seven years someone's been able to say that right although i mean it, but we are saying that by skipping brooklyn completely i think this is gonna just just by lack of any other team, this is just going to be their year. Um, you just get them, boys. If they were to, like, if they lined up, at, like, probably their toughest matchup is the Lakers. Yeah, uh, probably. But the Lakers don't have that third. They've The Lakers have a good rotation and a good bench, but so does Brooklyn. But the Lakers don't have that third and fourth guy to lean on, whereas Brooklyn – it goes Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden, and then Blake Griffin. Like, there's just so many good players on that team. Right. So it's just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and then to round out sports today, uh, Deshaun Watson earlier this week commented that he is going to stay away from OTAs and that he has not moved on his stance of requesting a trade from the Texans. Um, 
that's not going to happen. Yeah, who keeps giving him PR advice? They need to be fired immediately. I, I mean, I, I think at this point he just wants out and there's no getting around it. Like, you're just going to have to take the, the bad PR with it. But the reality is there's no trade market for him right now. Like, no one's going to want – yeah, give me, give me the player who's, who's, who's accused of several sexual 22? Results. I mean, yeah. what, are, what are we talking about here? Yeah, let me let me get him on my team. Let me let me just set a bad example. Let, let me trade future draft picks. Yeah, I'll give you. Who might not even stay in the league? Right. Yeah, I'll give you forty-two bucks in a soda. Like, what? What kind of trade offer you want? <laughs> right. I'll give you. I'll give you all the money in my pocket. <laughs> How many is it? Sixty-two cents. D. I mean, right now reasonably there's not the franchise that would be that dumb doesn't exist i i don't think i even the cleveland browns wouldn't cleveland this up i think i guess we're unlucky that they're happy at quarterback right now yeah that's what that's what we really need is one of these dumb teams to be really unhappy at quarterback right now except they're all we just went through a draft and you know yeah every everyone thinks doing well yeah everyone thinks they, they got their guy Right, except except Green, except Green Bay. Well, no, because really, according to Green Bay, they think the other guy is pretty good. No, the reason I say that is they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and they still drafted two quarterbacks. Right, but they like their other guys too. They say they're saying right now off of because they say Rodgers they say we're rolling deep in quarterbacks. We got three of them. Right, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't show up for OTAs, which are voluntary. Right, he's, yeah, but he, he, he's currently engaged to an actress, Shailene Woodley. I don't. That's probably not really her name. Um, and so they're in Hawaii, just hanging out, and like he's being photographed and publicly hanging out and doing stuff in Hawaii. He has no interest in even going to Green Bay right now. I wouldn't either. Um, he's slated to make thirty-four million if they cut him or release him. Before I think it was June twentieth, it's thirty four million against the cap. If they do it after June twentieth, it's like twenty one million against the cap. Uh, either way, I t- I can't fathom the universe where somebody willingly gives up one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL while he could still play. Like yeah. when Big Manning moved from Indianapolis, people weren't sure he was ever going to play again. Um, I'm trying to think of other big name quarterbacks for like when they moved. When Joe Montana left, when Tom Brady left, when Tom Brady left. He had been extending his deal. He had been on a year-to-year basis, basically, for like the last four years. That's not the case with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is in the middle of like a five-year deal. Yeah, he's just gonna he's just gonna walk because Green Bay is dense. I I just I don't I can't fathom the scenario where you give up Aaron Rodgers. I just can't see it. I think, like this, I, I think this I think this I think this rookie unproven quarterback and his backup is is superior. <laughs> Well, just like I can't see the scenario where somebody really shells out anything of value for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like they're just gonna let him walk away because they're they're dense. Right. Right. Well, and really, what they should do is just fire the general manager and make him happy. Like, I'm right, sorry, yeah. if Aaron Rodgers calls and says, "Hey, if you fire Nico, I'm coming on the show." Nico, you're gonna have to get another job. I mean, like, I wouldn't blame. You. I'd be like, that's kind of cool. Because yeah. then I have a story be like, yeah, but I got replaced by Aaron Rodgers. Like, right. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers made me lose my job. Like, <laughs> he cost me my job. That'd be kind of neat. Um, <laughs> That would be a neat story, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like the same thing. I was like, oh, I got into a fight. Well, it's like, yeah, I got into a fight with Mike Tyson. He killed him. Right. I'm dead now. <laughs> That's true. Your corpse would tell that story. It's what just to be telling all your skeleton friends. <laughs> Stupid. So let's fast forward then. Let's uh, guess. Guess what? Uh, guess what I got into? Uh, trouble with the law. I mean, that would be reasonable to assume. Um, so the Dogecoin has been violently moving up and down here lately. Yep, erratic um, cryptocurrency is in fact erratic. I uh, I decided it, it leveled out briefly the other day, and I was like, I got to get out. It leveled out for me, for where I was. It was back to my average number, average mm-hmm. cost. I don't know like how everyone else is doing. Um, and I said, okay, I got to get out of the Dogecoin. So I, I, I bailed on Dogecoin. 
paper and, hands. You didn't diamond hands it up. <laughs> no, I, I I got tired of the roller coaster. Like it was neat when it went went up and I made some money off of it, but now this time I was like, okay, I don't want to keep like the swings had gotten too erratic here lately. And like every other story, like a positive story comes out and then like three negative ones comes out and then Elon Musk says something and then Bart Cuban launches his own cryptocurrency and then like there's just too much. There's just too much. I was like, this is drama. Save it. So I uh, I bailed. And then uh, I, and I use Robinhood. I mean, it's not an endorsement. I just I use it because it's easy. I'm not. I, I think they're one of the bad guys, but they are convenient. I'm not gonna lie. About Day it. trade gambling. So they announced that they're going to start doing IPOs. What's that? Uh, initial public offerings. So way back in the day, IPOs were was like a company would go to a uh, one financial firm and say, hey, you're going to handle our IPO. And so that financial firm would be able to dole out the first batch of stocks that then go public and are traded on the exchange. Neat. Uh, and so a lot of times the people who get to participate in IPOs and get the first shot at buying stock in a company are – besides the, this is actual stock, not like venture capitalism. Right. Um, would be like clients and good clients of that firm. So like, oh, this guy's been a this, – this guy's a whale. He's been loyal, blah, blah, blah. So Robinhood, I guess, is rep- repping a firm now for an IPO. And they basically just said, uh, everyone put in, you know, your orders and it's going to be first come, first serve. And they released like a price kind of menu for it. So I took my Doge money and I am now, um, I'm now in to an IPO. Neat, I guess. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I don't know what will happen. I'll wait and see. The stock market is, the stock market is fake money. It is fake money. It's totally fake money. And I don't really believe in the stock market at all. But if if I could keep... Honestly, like, like if cryptocurrency hadn't been, like, hitting it such a big stride recently, and then its immediate mega collapse because China banned it. <laughs> that is a big part of it. Uh, I do think that's a big part of it. Yeah, because, like, Bitcoin careened into the ground and, like, I legitimately well, let's, saw... Let's, I, I, let's, I, clear, I, let's clear something up. That's hyper. That's hyperbolic. It didn't green into the ground. It's still worth tens of thousands. Right. Yeah. But like, it it, it had an enormous drop. I think it was like eight hundred billion dollars had just vanished into thin air. Right. That did happen, which is crazy to me. And that's also why I, I moved on from. Like I had already made about. You don't like your fake internet money. Well, the first time I, I so I I was riding Doge when it started out at like six and eight cents, and it was a joke. I put in like. 70 80 bucks maybe 100 bucks something like that and it when it i made four i cashed out at 450 the first time mm-hmm. so i made a lot of money the first time i was happy with that um and then when it dipped again i bought back in because i was like okay well it went down to like 34 cents or 32 cents and i said okay well if it goes back up again i'll make money i don't think it'll drop all the way back down to eight cents that feels unlikely because it had just been climbing and then dipping slightly, climbing and then dipping slightly. And that's what it did again. It climbed and dipped slightly, climbed and dipped slightly. But then this last two weeks, it's just been horrendous. Yeah. So what you're telling everyone is to buy Dogecoin. No, I'm kidding. I give, we're not, we are not, we're not financial advisors. Do not take our financial advice. I give zero financial advice. Anyone should do whatever makes them happy. I personally don't even genuinely believe in the stock market as a safe place for your money. They're now talking about uh, Netflix released a documentary about money, like about different things and explains oh, different concepts. I literally just finished watching that. And one of them talks about how the 401k as a retirement plan basically has failed. Well, it wasn't even supposed to be a retirement plan. Well, it was just something that someone was, noticed one time. And they're like, yeah, oh, it's kind of cool. Right. And then it turned into a retirement plan because companies, it's cheaper than actually paying attention. Right, and then people wonder why people hate big business. Right, exactly, because they do the cheapest option every time. Um, So, I'm now doing an IPO, which makes me a um, big shot money guy. I'm a big shot money guy now. I see. All you got to do is be successful on one stock and then sell sell a home video set. You don't even have to be successful to sell the home video set. 
Oh, I know, but like it makes you seem more credible when you're like, I was on the ground floor at Google, Amazon, Bitcoin, all this other thing. And they're like, wow, you must be like a bazillionaire. And you're like, I have $42 to my name. I need you to buy this. You know what else makes you sound credible, though? Lying. Like, I mean, they talk about that in the documentary. If you're going to be that guy, just go ahead and make it up and be that guy. Like, just just be that guy. They talk about how uh, con artists have existed forever. Uh, shout out to shout out to the country of Poyais. Yeah, I did like that story. You could buy land in a fake country. Yeah, he 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 traveled from Central America to 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 England to sell land to a country that didn't exist and just sold out. I love it. I love that idea. I think that's twenty fantastic. million dollars, and he walked away. And he was like, "That's pretty swag." Also, everyone everyone believed him when they were like, "Yeah, it's written by a guy called." Captain Strangeways. It's like, all right, guys. <laughs> I'm selling. I'm selling oceanfront property on Beach.com to. Well, I mean, some of these, like, you would never, like, even now, right now. Uh, and I hate that we're on this tangent, but it's true and it's scary. Um, so one retire one investment mechanism that people have is uh, REIs, real estate uh, investment like portfolios mm-hmm. where, where basically a project will be announced. It'll have a market cap. Like, uh, so, so let's say, okay, we're going to build a neighborhood and we've found a bank to finance it. And we've got a construction partner. The construction partner has built seven neighborhoods before this bank has existed for 70 years and does this level of financing with great regularity. And we expect to sell out this neighborhood over the next three years. You could buy in, and as they sell the properties and all that, and revenue comes into the thing, you get portions of it. Um, but, like, there's no, like, unless you're willing to go and actually physically see if there's a neighborhood there or not, there's no way to know if they're messing with you. Like, bro, it's a, it's a prank, bro. I never, I never said anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said, I said the sources were credible, not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way to know if any of it's really going to pan out. Like, and that's sort of the scary but true part of this is, like, do you know for certain that these, that this neighborhood even exists? Like, have you seen it with your own eyes? And the world is such a big place now that it's, you know, it's it's possible to get fooled on these things very easily. Well, let's go to website and... I was on an investor call, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not hard to make these things happen nowadays. Right, which I think is just, like, kind of insane to even think about. It makes me think we're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, like, every time I hear the stories of, like, I essentially, like, absolutely, like, loathe all of, like, the stupid get-rich-quick get selling the DVD, selling the stupid management plan, life coaching, all that. Learn, all learn that to flip jazz. a house without any of your own money. Right, and you're just like, of course that's not real. Or like or like the people who are like, ah, oh, I make hundreds of thousands of dollars in drop shipping. It's like, it's like the least efficient way to spend money in your entire life if you've ever sold anything online ever. <laughs> well, you really, you're like, you're doing it some weird short-term middle-term investing if you're drop shipping basically because you're you're dishing cash out left and right yeah you're you're buying product to sell at a markup which again if you can even get eyes on your store in the first place right and then you're counting on amazon did just release a commercial that kind of it hits on this but sort of in a backwards way where it's just something like 70 percent of their of their revenue so 70% of the listings on Amazon.com are from small and middle-sized businesses. Yeah. But does that mean that they get seen? And that's the reality. Well, yeah. Are, are they get seen? Do they get seen? But also, like, are some of these businesses trustworthy? You know, being a small business is not always conducive to being a good business. Right. And I think that's sort of the other... Yeah. If you're just, you know, some dropshipper on on amazon.com as an amazon seller it's like yeah you might sell your chinese car batteries or whatever you're <laughs> selling <laughs> oh dude i make a sick profit of like i don't know dude like 12 dollars a battery all i have to do is sell ten thousand batteries and i'm golden brother and you I have made it and then you have 40 sales <laughs> right and then you're stuck with a warehouse of batteries that nobody wants 
Right, because they weren't even that good to begin with. I don't know. Like, it's it's just those things, like, as a person who sold a lot of things online and things that I know about, like, I could never imagine getting into an industry where I have to get people to buy something that isn't good. Yeah, I don't understand how that works either. Like, because the first time, well, I don't know, like... You do one of these flash sales, and then and then you just get out, right? Like, oh, everyone bought it. Okay, I'm done. Right, but it's never it's never that easy, or like it, it's always hard to sell. Pro- even even things that I have bought and sold that are expensive, like it still takes forever to move product that's at all like gonna make you money. Yeah, that's true. We've never hit on any of the like viral quality successful things. Right. No, we really haven't. Um, all right. Nico, go ahead and tell everybody about the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more. We're going to jump out from there. And then when we come back, we're going to start talking um, movie trailers and television news and castings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, our friends, the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more, right there off of 1488, uh, are open and at full operating hours. Uh, you are going to need a mask if you want to come inside, although they do have delivery and curbside options available. Uh, they have some events rolling back. I say backup like it's new every single time. But like, <laughs> like, I keep saying it like, hey, guys, I just want you to know that the events are back. And it's like, well, I mean, they've been back for like the past like six months, but it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> So the only things left this week are the Friday, 6 p.m., the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Saturday, May 29th at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Meetup. And Saturday, May 29th at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. Warhammer Tabletop Meetups. Maybe because it, it, it's written out that they are back. Like, I keep thinking about it and I can't get it out of my head and I've said it so many times. <laughs> the Adventure Begins comic scenes and more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. It's like the worst ad ever, but it's fine. We love you. They're a fantastic store. Uh, wonderful staff. Fantastic store. All your nerd needs there. Your comic books, your gaming stuff, tabletop stuff. Uh, and just, just a fantastic place to be. If you just want to come in and just like hang out, like it's just a great store. They have tons of table space if you just want to get together and have like a game night with your friends. They have their D&D sessions. Like it's just when a wonderful you, store. When are you there? You're there every other day. When's the next Tuesday? You're there. I uh, should be there next Tuesday. So in a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. You'll be up there. I'll be up there. There you go. See. Um. Yeah. You, you really do the worst ad reads all of a sudden. <laughs> I like. I like fell apart. I don't know what happened, guys. Yeah. I don't. Man. Bill, I feel like uh, next time you see Nico, he owes you seven dollars. That's what I feel like. I'm hurt. Yeah. $7 fine. I'm hurt. Uh, all right. This is Nerd Like Radio. We'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to actually get nerdy. More nerdy? More nerdier? There you go. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station. And we're streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Um, yeah, man. Terrible ad reads aside. <laughs> I'm a professional. I do this for professionalism. There you go. That's what they call me, Nico, the professional. So there's a lot going on this week all of a sudden. Like, it went from slow to fast really, really quick. WWE announced that they are going to be back on tour. They're leaving Tampa, Florida, getting out of the hole. 
They're hitting the road. They're leaving the essential, the essential business of wrestling. I can't believe it. Right. One of the very first places that uh, they were announced is Houston. We're basically kicking off the WWE returns to business tour. Uh, Houston will be, I think that Friday, June 17th is what I keep saying. Keep seeing. That's anyway, really soon. <laughs> it, it is. They're basically a month out. But that's kind of always how, like, they typically sell out, and they typically sell out very fast. Uh, I don't – I'm curious to see what ticket sales do with this, right? Like, we're in the year experiment, right? Like, are things going to sell out? What size things are going to sell out? What does sell out even mean at this point? Like, spacing and all that. Right, so, yeah. WWE is uh, hitting the road. And SmackDown will be in Houston that middle Friday of June. I think it's the, I think I saw 16th or 17th. I, I need to double check that. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what kind of numbers and, and things happen. Also in wrestling news, uh, tragedy struck. Alexa Bliss's pet pig has died. That's devastating. It's it was sad. It really is. Um, she had made him a bit of a social media celebrity. First of all. Lexi Bliss is beautiful and very fun to look at, and she's kind of funny. And so her Instagram has been a pretty popular place. Most of the female wrestlers, their Instagrams do really well. Uh, and so... Oh, geez, wonder why. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really confused about the one where you post pictures of things, and then beautiful women have a good Instagram. It's weird. I don't know. It's odd. Yeah, uh, weird to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but it works. The sad part is, she was posting the other day, like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody who can help with my pig. Like, it's laying around in a lot of pain, blah, blah, blah. And they couldn't find anybody willing to treat a pig, like, local vet-wise. Well, that's kind of weird and terrible. And so, whatever it was, uh, they finally found somebody, but they were like, yeah, we need to let it calm down before we get into anything, because it was in intense pain. And they are like, there's nothing you can really, you need to, we need to get it relaxed so that we can actually figure out what's going on. And so they were going to look at it the next day, but it but it passed. Oh, that's that's incredibly sad. It is. It's a little weird, right? Like that that pigs are an exotic pet, but I mean they they are a rare pet. Like I don't know. Other than my stepdad, when we first met him, <laughs> he was single, lived with a guy with a pig. Other than that, like I don't know anyone else who's ever had a pet pig. I mean, yeah, they're 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 interesting animals, but like, they're fairly like a, pretty cool. like, Was it like a normal sized pig or like? It was pretty big at this point, but I guess it was small when she got it. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like the general, like is it, is it just like a standard pig? Like it's a pretty big pig, or like a relatively small pig? I don't know how you measure that. Like it was a pig. It was a fat pig. Okay, but like, like was it like medium dog sized or was it like? Holy crap, Nico! It's a pig, man. It wasn't like a wild boar, but like. Like it was a house pig, I guess. All right. I just want some context. I don't know if this is like, I don't know if this is like a massive pig or like a teacup pig. It was like, well, she's four and a half feet tall. It's not like it's not like she's gonna have a a pig the size of her. I mean, you could. People have dogs the size of them. Yeah, but I, I mean, it seems like there's a difference. Like a pig could lay down on you and kill you. I, I feel mean, like. so can a dog. <laughs> no. Have you have you ever sat in a room with a Saint Bernard? A Saint Bernard? Yeah. You mean like Beethoven from the hit child movie? Precisely. There's nothing dangerous about Saint Bernards. They save people. They carry barrels of whiskey on their chest. They do, and they can also kill you if they wanted to. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna let you badmouth Saint Bernards like this. All I'm saying is. <laughs> I don't know, pigs. Yeah, I don't know. Pigs are a little... Pigs are out there. I don't, I'm not totally sure. And I guess have, having trouble finding someone to treat it would be a pretty common thing for pigs. Well, it depends. Like, where is she located? Maybe that has to do it. Because like, I'm sure like, if you're in a state with a lot of farms, pigs wouldn't be that weird. I, but she lives in Tampa. All the wrestlers live in Tampa. Oh, that's right. Ah, yeah. I guess they're like... It's weird that no one would treat it, though. Like, I feel like... I think she was checking like residential type vets is probably part of the problem. Maybe, but even still. Well, if all you see are dogs and cats most days, would you really take a shot on a pig? 
I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know enough about animals. That see, you'd make a terrible vet. <laughs> I would because I know nothing. <laughs> seems kind of seems kind of like obvious. Um, like I wouldn't be a very good doctor either. I know. That's why. That's why they pulled your license. Yeah. I was practicing all by myself, and they were like, sir, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess. Fine, just take it. <laughs> I didn't need it anyways. Like, I wasn't using it. Right, you can practice without it. It's cool. I took it uh, from someone else. They like, they didn't need it. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so, there have also been a couple trailers that have come out that I'm really intrigued by. The, they just released a teaser trailer for The Eternals. Yeah, baby. That's what we've been waiting for. Now, somebody said that the role of Dane, or that, uh, that, that, I don't remember, Kit Harrington is playing, is Icarus. And then someone else said he's playing the Black Knight. Those aren't the same person. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know. I really don't know a lot about the Eternals. That's why I'm kind of excited. I, I wish yeah, to they, learn. They have a bit of a convoluted history. They are. This ancient elderly race, and there were other members of the of the Eternals. Uh, technically, Thanos is one. The Collector is one. The Game Master is one. I don't think we've seen the Game Master yet. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. It's yeah. uh, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um. All of them are technically Eternals. Also. Um. Drax technically had his his history is tied to the Eternals oh, in the comic yeah. books. Um. You know, there's a lot. The Eternals are kind of seeded pretty well throughout the Marvel Universe, and this core group of characters, essentially, the story is always that they were, like, key figures in history that, like, legend has been written about, and then they kind of all moved on, and now they live in secret to avoid, you know, like changing and altering. Well, they don't want to alter the Earth too much. They were trying to let Earth be Earth, and humans be humans. But I guess Thanos and the Avengers kind of changed things for them, I suppose. Right, maybe. Um, I don't really know. Uh, the story is going to be focused around Cersei, um, who has been portrayed as an Avenger before. We'll see where that goes now. And she's sort of a magical kind of character, but also uh, she kind of like lightly alter reality but then other times she's just been super strong fast and powerful so depends on which version of cersei they go with yeah when she was an avenger she was very like rogue-esque like flight super strength she could shoot like these energy beams and then over time laser blasts over time she kind of became like a little more wizardy type like where she could change people into things and stuff like that i'm not sure uh weird it's a weird flex guys but dane whitman the black knight he has his own history with exodus and with cersei exodus is a mutant uh marvel character where he he's either a uh a mortal he's either one of the externals or he keeps being reincarnated. I don't remember which. And then Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, he keeps being reincarnated. And back in the day, they were in a love triangle. Cersei, Exodus, and the Black Knight. Gotcha. So, it's definitely a convoluted, complicated history, but they're in sort of the core of the Marvel Universe. Like, they're a key ingredient to the Marvel Universe, truly. Right. Um, so that trailer just dropped... Also, kind of cool. I saw a trailer for a movie that I immediately am excited to see. Let me see. I gotta, I gotta Google the name of it again. I think it was. Clearly, you're not that excited if you have to Google the name of it. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure I said I got this right because I I had it in my head and and it was like this feels wrong because it's silly. But the name of the movie is Gunpowder Milkshake. That's a good name. It is a great name. I think it looks like it is a John Wick universe movie. Interesting. And it's about a female hitman. And in the very beginning of the trailer, she goes to a library to check out books. But it's actually these girls are actually updating her arsenal for her, like giving her weapons. Neat. 
it's super cool. The first couple of minutes are really interesting. Uh, or the first maybe 40 seconds of the trailer is super interesting. Then she takes this job from Paul Giamatti, and then it just goes on from there. Very cool. It's very, it's a really cool looking, action filled um, trailer. Uh, chick flick action movie. Karen Gillan, Gillian? I don't know. Uh, from Community and from uh, Marvel. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. She plays uh, Nebula. Ah. She is the she's the lead here. Oh, very cool. She's all gunning it up, shooting some folk, and doing some things. I mean, you 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 love I love action movies in general. I do too. This one looks exciting. This is going to be a good little popcorn one. Uh, I'm going to find a link and post it to the Facebook page here. There you go. Letting people know, let them letting them see it. And then uh, DC. Oh my God! They released a trailer for something. Oh no! No 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 no! They are, but they're doing something interesting here. They're starting to to finally reintroduce the Wildstorm characters back into the DC universe. So there's a Batman anthology series that's been going on, Batman Urban Legends, mm-hmm. and they've done a couple Grifter stories already. Oh, do you mean Wildcats? I do. I do. How'd you call Wildstorm? Well, Wildstorm is the name of the universe they're from. Uh, So Wildstorm has the Wildcats, Authority, Planetary, Stormwatch, and a couple other little characters here and there. See, I only know the Wildcats because it's the only one I've cared about. It's the only thing I've been asking for since the show started for five years. They're starting to bring them back. Five years, baby. That's what I've always wanted. And so, uh, Grifter, the only one I don't care about, is really it was the was the first one in, and he's been doing some stuff. He's been in DC for a little bit, for a, a little bit. But like they he, keep using him randomly, right? Exactly. But they're starting to really kind of integrate him into the Batman universe, and now, out of the blue, like a bolt of lightning, uh, Zealot is going to appear in Batman Urban Legends issue 6 yes. fighting Wonder Woman yeah <laughs> in an attempt to assassinate Maxwell Lord yeah so i am unreasonably excited for this <laughs> <laughs> why are you so excited for this cuz i love the wildcat so much she's she's Coming in swinging. The cover was just uh, just dropped, and she's on the front of it, looking epic, taking a swipe at Wonder Woman. The cover actually looks really great. It's a really nice looking cover. Did they change her character design. I bet they did because she doesn't look like that in a long time. Um, not too much, honestly. It's a red jumpsuit with some white strappy things. Um, still got the facial tattoos and the crazy white hair, and then she's got some katanas going on here. Yes. I'm so happy. I'm unreasonably excited for this. Uh, I guess that is kind of a character redesign. They put the boobs away. Like her boobs were always out back in the day. And she I mean, was wearing it was just she was old, always wearing just like old the, comic books. Yeah, she was always wearing like the like the bikini armor stuff. This time she's wearing a full jumpsuit. So I suppose it is a pretty significant redesign for her. It's a pretty simple look though. But I uh, you know, it is it is cool. Uh she's been sent by the Halo Corporation to take out Maxwell Lord. Man, I am unreasonably excited for this. That is an accurate way to describe your excitement. I, I think so. Also, something that's been announced but hasn't started or launched yet has been um, Superman and the Authority. He's going to lead a version of the Authority that features a bunch of other like low-level DC characters, but that also features Apollo and I think Midnighter. Oh, this is neat. So, I don't like the idea of Superman leading a team, though. Kind of. I, it, Superman makes teams feel un, unbalanced. Well, it also makes them feel unnecessary, right? Like, Superman's here. Yeah. Like, he, he solos, like, 80% of the verse. Like, we don't need yeah. a team. What could, what could possibly show up where Superman needs, like, call in the squad? And yeah. who could possibly be on that team that Superman's like, I couldn't have done that. Good work, right, guys. outside of like the Justice League, where it's like 
Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern because their powers are so different. Except but Wonder even Wonder. then, realistically, 60% of what they do, Superman can solve on his own if you gave him a couple extra issues. Right, yeah. Like, if you look, if you, like, outside of, like, Martian Manhunter's telepathy yeah. and, like, Bruce's, like, planning, nothing. You got nothing. Like, the rest of the Justice League is redundant. Yeah, I know. Except maybe Green Lantern in situations where, like, Constructs are necessary. Like, okay, we're in space and the ship blows up so everyone has to can't breathe. Like, only Green Lantern could save everyone. Yeah, I guess. But really, honestly, like, most of them can survive space anyway. Superman can survive space. Right, but I mean, like, if there was, like, humans and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, other, other than those specific scenarios, even Green Lantern's not necessary. Right, yeah. And if you really wanted to be like, oh, no, that like, a ship got, like, a hole blew in the ship, it's like, well, Superman's got super speed, and he could theoretically like melt the metal around it and save or, like, seal the ship. But yeah, I yeah, like, like very minor problem. Like right. the Superman's just loaded, but I mean that's the problem with Superman. Or just immediately been. like super speed everyone into spacesuits or something. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, he's like that's my thing. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit unfair to put on any team, kind of ever. So, so on the team, on the authority squad, there's a, a magic user, so that makes sense. Yeah, and, super and there's, magic. And there's Manchester Black, who's like a incredibly powerful telepath and telekinetic. Again, so, something that Superman can't do, so right. that's, that's good. But then the rest of them, yeah, kind of redundant. This guy's real strong. Too bad we have a Superman. This guy's real fast. Too bad we have Superman. Right. This guy can shoot lasers. Too bad we have Superman. (laughs) Let me see. Let me I'm gonna pull up the roster here and we can More importantly, we're getting wild store characters and uh this means that maybe we'll see a a recovery of some of my personal favorites like Maul, Warblade. (laughs) Okay. All right. So here's the here's the Hellspawned. Hellspawn's cool. I think Hellspawn was used as a villain. He was, like once or twice. Okay, like not frequently. So Enchantress and Manchester Black. Okay, both solid. Midnighter and Apollo. Basically Batman and Superman already. Yeah. Um Omac. Now Omac has this weird history. This is a different version of Omac. It's a one man army uh cyborg, I think is what it always stands for. And it's all it's like um it's like their version of like a human sentinel hybrid. Interesting. Also, though, on this team is Natasha Irons, who is wearing uh, her own steel armor. And then a new speedster uh, called Light Ray. Okay, yeah, so half this team is redundant. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is fine. But, I mean, like, that's just going to be the issue of Superman, just having too many powers, like, 80% of the time. <laughs> I think the problem's more with Superman than the rest of this cast. Like, it's not their fault Superman's stag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's no one else's fault that Superman can do everything. But right. Superman can do everything. So, what do we need you for? Right. Speedster, redundant. Robot guy. Uh, yeah. Unless you need to shoot something, which I mean, like, Superman throwing rocks is just as effective. So, Well, Superman does have laser vision, so... Yeah, that's fair, too. I didn't even think about the lasers. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, again, and Frost Breath and all kind of, like, yes. most of the team is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could, the team could literally just be Enchantress and uh, Manchester Black and Superman. There you go. That's the whole team. Right. So, or you could just not have Superman. <laughs> I, I do think when they get away from this, I think the rest of the team will be still together after this little two-issue miniseries. Um, obviously this is some sort of like two-part pilot kind of concept. It's a weird way to pitch it, but, but I don't know. I think they should just launch a series and go from there kind of a thing, but... Right, yeah. What do I know? What do I know? I obviously don't make comics. I mean, I do. But... <laughs> I mean, I do. But not hey, for... Man, I've been, I've been saying to pitch, to pitch me a new Wildcats since the show started. You know, if I ever thought they would actually make it, that's the problem is I don't think they really, I don't think they knew what to do. They didn't want, there was nothing, 
The problem is the Wildcats are another Justice League. They are another authority. There's only so many. Like, if they bring back, this is why they haven't brought back the Justice Society, I feel like, because there's only so many lanes to fill. Right. But the Wildcats are cool and very personal to me. They so are. You have to like, bring them back. You have to. You have to give them a very specific lane to be in. Right. Yeah. That's. I mean. That's completely fair. But I think there are lanes that they could create. But I also think DC. It feels like they've been very unstable and very. Up well, they keep. Down. They keep rebooting their universe for the life of them. Right, and so I think that's sort of the problem. They kind of haven't had a really solid like direction to move in. Right, and so I don't know what's. I don't know what the plan is next for them. You know, their their plan is to take as much of my money as possible, <laughs> trying to get more wildcats. So uh, are you gonna are you gonna go buy a Batman Urban Legends issue six then? Maybe so I can have them, so I can support the wildcats for the bring cause, back, Corey. For bring the cause. back the cats. Bring, bring back. back the wildcats. I need I need the team back together. So stupid. I want the team back. <laughs> I want them to do the Warblade special because I have that on VHS and watched it religiously. God. The things that we remember and hold on to from pop culture. <laughs> Uh, also, real quick, and then we'll get into uh, talking about Comic Conroe. Uh, Kevin Smith, on his podcast, um, announced some. He seems surprised and, and oddly disappointed in um, Warner Brothers has decided that they're going to launch a Batgirl. I guess it's a movie, and it's going. It's going to be a Barbara Gordon Batgirl movie. And it's going to be direct to HBO uh, Max, to the app. It's not getting a theatrical release? It won't. That's kind of that? whack. And Kevin Smith is saying this is a billion-dollar movie franchise, and he is shocked that they're not putting it in theaters. That's weird. Like, I don't know. Is it? I don't I don't. Like, I'm not opposed to the idea of, like, oh, this movie's out. I, like... It's fine when things are out and streaming in theaters at the same time. Like I have no problem with it. I think I have a big problem with that. I don't. I think with the situation at hand, I think it was like necessary. Yes, but I think now that we're moving on from that, I I I think we got to get away from it. Things are either going to be in theater or streaming, and I think that's what the streaming services also are doing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just think it's weird that they wouldn't put this like, I don't know, a Batgirl movie seems like a pretty big deal and you're just not going to put it in theaters. just kind of feels odd. I don't know. I think it... I think there has to be... Like a Batman 2. Like, sorry guys. <laughs> the Dark Knight's not coming to coming to theaters. We're only putting that one on home video because it's a sequel. Like, what kind of... No. Well, no, but I think that there has to. I think the point of doing an HBO streaming service is there are going to be, you know, properties that that are just for their customers, and I think this is. Listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna keep Batman and Superman off the big screen. I think I think this is as high as you can go in the DC hierarchy of characters. Like, if you make a Wonder Woman movie, you have to release it. Um. If you make a Superman movie or a Batman movie, you have to release it. But if you make a Batgirl movie, you can maybe get away with making that a streaming movie. And then that's a reason for people to buy the app. Like, you got to understand, they do have to make things to bring people into these apps. I mean... Yeah, but not necessarily. The Falcon Winter Soldier would have been a really cool movie. Yeah, but I, I don't think it fit the structure. I think it being a series would be better because it, it better fits that structure... Well, they could have trimmed some stuff out, but it could have been a listen. It was four and a half. It was a four and a half hour movie, basically. They could have easily made that a just under three hours, a two and thirty minutes, a two and forty minute movie. Yeah, but your two and forty minute movies, unlike DC, should be exclusive to like I don't your, know your big ones, good movies, <laughs> big <laughs> movies. Tell us how you really feel. 
I don't know. It feels it feels less less almost like less culturally impactful if it doesn't come to theaters. Oh man, that's just something more about just our love of movies. Right, like when because it's an, it's an event. Movies are an event. They've been an event forever. But but Netflix is becoming an event. The streaming services are becoming an event. But it's not an event. Sitting on in your house with your shoes oh, off, careful, no pain. Careful. That's kind of our whole market. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like it, like when you turn on a when you turn on a movie to Netflix, you're not like you're not like. All right, boys. This is clearly the most integral film viewing experience of my whole life. What are you talking about? This is the most comfortable way to watch a movie: sitting around in your underwear with a big bowl of popcorn and ice cream, and like in on your couch in your living room. You didn't have to drive anywhere. You didn't have to pay anything extra. Like I don't know. I think it's part of that. Streaming is becoming the ultimate indulgence, and I think that these movies are becoming a. I do think it's becoming like a, oh, it's Friday. What are we going to Netflix tonight? Because, like, okay, so, like, a, a good example of something HBO made that, like, I really wanted to see because HBO, because it was on HBO, would be something like, so the Adventure Times Distant Lands, the third episode just came out. By the way, that thing absolutely slaps. I forgot you still have my HBO password. I, I done stole it, and I thank God, because I got to watch it the day it came out without catching any of the spoilers. <laughs> it's good. It's it's really touching. It's super Steve? sweet. But, I mean, did it hurt it that it's a streaming service instead of a No, TV because it's something, it's something incredibly narrow, like a sequel series to Adventure Time. But... And yes, not one and, of what what would probably be one of the larger film releases of the year. I think that's yeah, why I'm like, I, I think that's why I'm like, eh. Like, Wonder Woman eighty four wasn't like well received, but like I feel like if it came out in theaters, people would have at least talked about it more. Like I don't even know a person who's even seen it, let alone care about it. Everyone you know has seen it. That is false. I mean, I I've seen it, and all my all my people have seen it. Now I have not met one person in my friend group has seen it, or even your, mentioned it, or talked about it. Your friends are nerds, though. Oh, geez. Oh, I wonder <laughs> what their target demographic was. To me, I don't think streaming is the future of movies, but it, you're you're probably right, and I just don't want you to be. <laughs> it's really where I'm at. I can live there. I mean, that's a it's a comfortable place for me. Uh, before we get done here today, I do want to remind everybody to check out our friends Comic Conroe right there on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Comic Conroe. Remember the two C's together. The convention is July 23rd through the 25th. Tickets are $35. Kids get in, uh, kids eight and under get in for free. However, we are proud to announce that there's going to be a code that you can now type in when you're buying the tickets. If you type in NTR5, you will get five dollars off your ticket price. Ooh, in thirty dollars. five, as in saving five dollars, as in five dollars off, as in keep them five dollars. NTR five will save you five dollars off of the thirty-five dollar ticket. And uh, yeah, I, I think saving five dollars in this day and age is is awesome. Yeah, that's the you can that bring your food for the day, and then there look. you go. Bring yourself some sandwiches. Buy you $5 comics from a dollar comic bin at the, at the convention. Because I'm sure there's going to be a few of those there. Um, wow. Imagine yes. reading books. Crazy. I know, right? So Comic Con Row is coming up. Kevin Sorbo is the main guest. They do have uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero from the first generation of Mortal Kombat. They're both going to be there. They are world champion martial arts. They're a big deal. Uh, Mustafa is going to be there. He is a staple of the con industry. And uh, also, there's going to be artists of Rick and Morty, uh, Harley Quinn. Tons of people are going to be there. It's it's building up to be a great convention. And most importantly, it is Conroe's own convention. It's going to be the weekend after Comic Palooza. So you have Comic Palooza one weekend. Next weekend, come up to Conroe. Hang out with us. Um, we'll be at both. They, yeah, we will be at both. Uh, Southern Star Brewing is a big part of this, helping out Comic Conroe, get everything moving, get everything going. Uh, they make a point to remind me of that every time I talk to the guys running the uh, the convention. 
uh, the Southern Star has been a great help. And it's about Conroe. It's about kind of doing our own thing and supporting local and being a part of this community and, and, and doing something big and doing it for Conroe. So come on out. Let's celebrate this thing together. Let's hang out. Let's make it a big deal. NTR5 is the code you want to use. It's only valid through June 30th. So we got about a month to use this bad boy. And so get it and get excited. This is uh, Nerd Thug Radio. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself, the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More, and Comic Conroe saying same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, wash your hands, do your thing. I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm pumped about that. And then we're going to give – that'll be my final vaccination. And then I'll be fully vaxxed and ready to wax. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, dog? That's aggressive. Is, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you're fully vaxxed, ready to wax. Ah. Um, with all that being said, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in tomorrow. We're back with Nerds League Radio right at 2 o'clock, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Hello, Conroe. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanting to let everybody know that there is a comic book convention called Comic Conroe coming July 23rd through the 25th right here at the Lone Star Convention Center. Interested parties should go to facebook.com backslash comic Conroe with the two C's there in the middle. And people interested in buying tickets, they're only $35. Kids 8 and under get in for free. Interested parties should also check out using the discount code NTR5 for a $5 savings off their ticket. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.